Welcome to the Jolt Episodes. This is a feature of the In Awe Podcast meant to give you energy and a boost to look around your world and exercise a signature strength. Between interviews with incredible women who leave us awe-inspired, I will share stories that will prompt you to look around and see the beauty in your own world. I hope you find yourself awe-inspired. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this Jolt episode. As you know, I come in here and I share a message with you that I believe is well-timed and meant to inspire you, help you look around your world and find happiness. Um, This month, we are in a series on leading ladies. And if you have not heard yet from the two stories that I've amplified, I ask you to go and listen to those. The first one is Michaela Andrews, who is just a passionate, purposed, and uh, mission-driven leader. She actually is a leader in the context of church. I love that uh, message, how she shared her early leadership lessons came from theater, and that's going to be super relevant to the message I'm going to share with you today. But check out Michaela Andrews. Do not miss that episode. And then I also shared with you this last week, Lacey Warren, who is a personal friend who I've never hugged in real life, which seems kind of strange. But um, she is a principal in Kansas, and her story has just continued to have so much impact from listeners keep reaching out and um, sharing with me how important it was, how vulnerable she was when she shared about, you know, the challenges of being a woman in leadership and how that can impact your family. And she also shared a message of um, strength and resilience in her whole story of how she had switched jobs a few different times and the many lessons that came with those. So be sure to check out those first two stories from this month in the June Leading Ladies series. You can find them on my website. You can just subscribe to the podcast and you'll be able to get them in your um, app every time I load a message up. So here we are, uh, June Leading Ladies. I have a powerful message for you today, friends. I I hope that you'll bear with me because there's a lot of really good detail and I don't want to leave out anything that I know is meant to hit your ears today. So it's a personal story and it is tied to theater. My daughters. Okay. So first of all, what you need to know, if you don't already know, is that I am a huge theater lover. It is a very big part of my history of my timeline of my life. I've think I've been in over, um, well, I know for sure over 20 shows and it was just such a large part of my identity growing up. I've written about it in both lead with faith and balance like pirate. And honestly, it's one of my dreams to get back on the stage, to be on the stage with my daughters. So it gives you a little bit of context. Um, and I'm going to share with you how it ties to leading ladies in just a little bit. Now rewind up to, uh, this year, a couple, like a month ago, two months ago, I was trying to figure out how I could get my girls kind of back into life after this COVID world where we've been learning online in our basement all year. And it's just been a big, interesting challenge for us in different ways. It's manifested for my girls in different ways. And for me, um, not being around people, not having that, um, human connection. And so I saw that our local theater was coming back after being gone for a year and a half and they had a children's camp and for theater. And I was so excited. My daughter, my oldest daughter loves theater. Um, it's such a blessing. She has been in several shows. She absolutely loves it. It is, um, you can see who she really is when she gets on, um, around her theater friends it's just, I don't know, it's a breath of fresh air to see it in her. And before COVID hit, she had been in a show at the same theater and she was just loving it having friends that wanted to get together and then, and COVID hit. And anyway, so I just wanted you to understand that this was a really big bright light for us. So as we were talking it through, um, 
we saw that their structure was going to be Monday through Friday, nine to three, which is six hours at a roller skating rink because hello, they were going to do the show Xanadu. And if you don't know Xanadu, um, it's, you know, set in the eighties, which hello, that's just amazing. I love that. Uh, Olivia Newton-John was the headliner for that movie with Gene Kelly, but the version they were doing was Xanadu Jr. And when we looked at the play synopsis, my oldest was just in love because it actually has Greek gods and goddess elements. And I'm, I could go on with a whole podcast about how much she loves that. Um, and my youngest was excited because she wanted rollerblades at the time. She wanted to do roller skating and she thought, well, maybe I could do the play too. Um, granted, I need you to know that she also has not spent much time away from me in these last, um, long months. And she also is extremely introverted and has stage fright. So the, the rest of our school year ended up being talking through that a lot. She ended up writing her fictional story, uh, with the character, the main character being her and how she felt like this whole thing was going to play out. And the end had her, um, you know, the resolution was that she got over her stage fright. So I wanted to give you that context because we signed up for it, paid the money, both girls were excited for their different reasons. Now my oldest and I were talking about it and I said, what role do you want? Cause my youngest had already said she wants to be a tree. She doesn't want to have any parts. She doesn't want to sing. She doesn't want to have any lines, all of that. And I knew how she felt about it. My oldest, however, has been in several plays. She's had, um, you know, lead parts, I suppose, you know, she was Lucy and Charlie Brown. Um, and she just, uh, loves, she loves it. And I'm going to be honest, she's really good. And so I was curious about where her heart was. And she said she wanted to be the evil sister in the play after reading the synopsis because she just loves villains too. And, um, yeah, she's good at playing those. And so I said, you don't want the lead honey. And she's like, no, I don't want the lead. And she's like, ew, there's lovey dovey stuff in there. I don't want to fall in love. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I shared with her at the time, you know, um, I, when I auditioned, I wanted the lead every time, every single time. And I told her that I love that you're made differently. I love that you don't feel that way. Is it really how you feel? Or, I mean, I'm just, I really wanted to peel that apart. And I believed her when she said, absolutely, that's how I feel. And she, you know, validated my story. I shared with her about how as an Enneagram seven, you just, you like, you know, enjoy the spotlight. Right. So we had this really deep, beautiful conversation. So fast forward, bring them to theater camp this week on Monday. And again, this is tying to the lady lady story, I promise. So when I picked them up, my youngest was just drained, you know, as an introvert, being around people all day long for six hours felt like forever for her. And she was just emotional. She's like, I miss Steve so much. She doesn't really know yet how to um, organize her thinking around all of that. Of course, I don't think many adults do actually, but she just needed some time um, to gain her energy back. But she was just devastated because she said, I can't do this all week. I can't. And just, you know, kind of losing it because she was so tired. She didn't even know what part she wanted because she didn't even want a part. And I promised her she was going to be able to be a tree, which I never did by the way. So that's the one reaction. The other is on my oldest who is 12 was like, mom, come outside. She didn't want to talk in front of everybody. And I thought, uh Oh, she didn't get her evil sister part, you know? So I was ready to talk her through it and process through. And she's like, mom, I got the lead. And I mean, instantly inside my heart, just this, this, who I made, I was like, boom, baby. Yeah. You know, all excited for her. I said, honey, that's amazing. You got the lead. And she's like, yeah, but I turned it down and, and I didn't, I still, I was like, 
you you turn the lead down? <laughs> she said, yes, don't shame me, which first of all, great reflection on my parenting apparently. And I said, honey, I'm not going to shame you if you, you said you didn't want it. And she's like, I know, but I got the role I wanted. And she was so excited. She got to play the evil sister who puts the curse on the lead and that's what she wanted. And I, after, you know, just being stunned a little bit, I had processed through that with her. I said, what was that like for you? I mean, did they, were you in a room by your, how did that go? Cause I, Alice in my educator brain was thinking, what was the scenario where she would have been strong enough to, to turn that down? She said, well, they, you know, we were in a group and they, or the whole group and they called out the parts. And I said, I didn't want it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so friends, that's where the, the crux of the story is really is on my two daughters and the way they led this week in their own ways. She ended up manifesting the part that she wanted. And I got to tell you, after coming off the performance, I'm seriously so proud of her. She did such an amazing job. And could I have seen her in the lead role? Absolutely. But she shined in this villain role and she loved it. And it was awesome. It was her first solo ever. But when I walk that forward and I think a leading lady is not a title, you don't have to have the lead. You can be the supporting lead. And that's in life too. And I don't know if friends through the details of this story, when I got a little long winded, you caught the fact that she chose what she wanted ahead. She knew herself well enough and she did not bow to the pressure of what others wanted from her to take the leading role, the level, the piece that she wanted. And I am still so stunned by this. I have so much to learn from my daughter because as we were talking it through last night and the executive director of the theater told me how impressed she was with that. You know, she said so many, so many people, they just want the lead. And I said, well, I wanted the lead. She said, so did I. And we were processing this as grown women, just stunned by this 12 year old who was willing to, you know, speak for what she really wanted and not do what others wanted her to do. And I'm grateful that she got, that it worked out for her, you know, that she didn't just, she didn't just get no part that she was able to get what she wanted. But the truth of the matter is, I think that there are so few of us that would say no. Um, and I want you to reflect on that as a person listening, male, female, it doesn't matter. Is there a time when you've taken a role that you didn't want, but you took it out of like social compulsion because you were worried the person giving you the role would be unhappy if you said no? Um, are you struggling through that right now? Has there been a time when you really wanted something that you knew was for you, but you took something else because it seemed to be the shinier thing or the thing that you should have wanted, right? I can tell you right now, I have done that in my life. And when I lived al unaligned from what I was supposed to do, um, the, the grind and the uprooting of my soul that occurred from that was just something that I, I will always remember. And so I think that uh, even though this is a small example of the way my daughter led this week, I am impressed by her and I'm still going to be processing this. I'm going to write about it at some point. I know it because I believe that um, it's profound. And I also wanted to say that it was really magical to hear that feedback from the adults um, when they said that they also learned from her leadership. And I thought we should never ever forget that there is leadership all around us and that can happen in our homes. We can see it out in the community. It can be everywhere and it can come from um, unknown or unexpected um, sources. Another one is my youngest daughter and she led this week 
in so many ways that I feel is inspirational. She did not want to go back to theater. She was exhausted. She had anxiety. She's developed um, some significant anxieties over the last two years. And she just really felt like she couldn't do it. And so, of course, if you are a person who either struggles from anxiety, you know what that night was like for her leading up to the next day, knowing that she was going to have to go back because mom and dad said we stick to our commitments and, um, you know, what it was like for us trying to parent her through that and uh, the challenges of just continuing to be calm and listen to her concerns and yet still hold firm. And so we ended up making some deals. You know, I picked her up early on three of the days, but she did end up going and she ended up learning what she needed to. And uh, fasting, fast forwarding, you know, even though it was a slog, we kept saying, you, you have to learn to stick with what you commit to. And I love you enough to help you. And so, you know, she, uh, she allowed herself to be helped. She allowed me to pick her up an hour early or an hour and a half early for a couple of days. Um, she allowed assistance to make sure that she had little comforts in her bag. Um, she was willing to engage with the coping strategies that would work for her to draw pictures and to, you know, do all of the things that she needed to do to get herself basically through that experience. She was also, um, open to, to think that it could be a little different every day. It could be a little better every day. The first day was really hard for her because it was auditions and she had to sing in front of people and give lines, but then she went back the next day and they were rehearsing. And so it was better for her where she didn't have to be um, in front of everybody. And so she was able to use her strategies to lean in for help and to push herself and to be open to the fact that what she had set in terms of what to expect could be different. And so by the end of the week, here I see my my young leading lady doing her part and actually leading the others because she remembered every single part, even though she said she couldn't do it. She was fantastic. And so I am inspired by her because I know that leading means that it doesn't always mean that you have title. And it also means that it's leading yourself first so that you can lead others strong. It means that you stick to your commitments and you do the things that frighten you and you get over your stage, right? One of the things I kept saying to her was, you wrote this story already. And she did. She literally had written the story at the end of her third grade year, beginning, middle, and end, characters, plot, everything. And I said, at the end of this story, you celebrate getting over your barrier and overcoming that obstacle. And that's what's going to happen. So it was so beautiful at the end when they had a skating party and she said, mom, I did it. And I knew exactly what she was talking about. So I hope that this message today inspires you to not only reflect on how you could choose uh, the role for you that's meant for you. You can choose to say no to one that's not and choose to embrace the one that is. Or you could choose to overcome the hard thing that's in front of you that you don't want to do, but you're going to use your strategies and you're going to lean into people for help and you're going to overcome that barrier. I am so deeply in love with what my children did this week. It was not an easy week. I'm not going to lie, but I'm so impressed by their leadership And I wanted to make sure to share it with you because I knew that there was a mission in their message this week. And I knew that I needed to process through this because we can see leadership everywhere around us. And what a beautiful opportunity for you to think about how you could see it in your own world, in uh, the people you work with, in your neighbors, in your um, spouse, in your parents, in your children, in uh, the children around you in classrooms 
everywhere around the world is an opportunity to lead. And we have to just choose to look around and see the beauty in it, even if it's not marked by anything else other than uh, podcast reflection. So thank you so much. I hope this message inspired you. I want to make sure to encourage you one more time to go back and listen to Michaela Andrews, episode 121 and Lacey Warren, episode 122. And I've got an incredible lady leader coming up whose story is just going to deeply impress you this week. Her name is Janine Maynard, and I cannot wait to share her with you. Have a blessed week. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, listener, checking out this Jolt episode. Hey, I want to see what you're seeing in the world. So hop on over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you want and pop out a quick sentence or a picture or something that inspired you this week. Let's let's share with one another. Show the community what you're seeing with your eyes to see the beauty in the world. Hashtag in awe to rise.